Uh, now, Writers Radio Theater modestly presents a stunning tribute to classical genius Rimsky Kyotikov. Tonight, the famous Unloved Symphony for Prairie Wolf. Opus. Riders Radio Theater is on the air. Yo, lady, yo, here's the rise on the radio. Come on, partners, saddle up and go. Get ready for the cowboy show. Yo, lady, yo, lady, yay. We've been working since the break of day. We've been doing it the cowboy way. And now it's time to play. We're gonna ride and rope and wrangle the two. We're gonna hoop. Yes, partners, it's time once again to saddle up and ride the airways with riders in the sky. Too slim, the man of many hats. Woody Paul, the king of the cowboy fiddlers, and Ranger Doug, the idol of American youth. This is Texas Big Spender inviting you to join Riders in the Sky for a thrilling program of high yodeling adventure. We're gonna ride and rope. Fourteenth performance of their career. Here are Riders in the Sky. Thank you, Texas Vic Bender, the voice that sold a million baby chicks over border radio. And thank you to you people here in the Emory Theater and to those of you listening somewhere else who are obviously not in the Emory Theater. Also in the Emory Theater tonight are Too Slim. Ranger Doug and Woody Paul, Riders in the Sky, and our orchestra under the capable direction of Joey, the Cow Polka King. We begin tonight's performance with a brand new song written by our own Too Slim, based on a concept by Woody Paul, based on an idea by Texas Bixbender, based on a phrase by Woody Paul, based on a folk song by Woody Paul. You lady, you little lady, when I was just a greenhorn buckaroo of 22 Life's mystery had me hurting, hung up helpless and confused My life just sort of grinded to a stop When I got some worldly wisdom from my pop He pushed his dusty cowboy hat back on his graying head Said, son, I ain't learned much from this old cowboy life I've led. Just a few trail tips every feller should recall. To get him through this vexing veil of tears without a fall. He told me always drink upstream from the herd. Say it sweet, son. You might have to eat your words. When you get bucked off, get back on. And don't squat with your spurs on. Hey, old lady, you lead, old lady. 
both ways, boy. Upstream is better. Well, since then I've drawn a few bad rides in life's rodeo. I've learned the higher up you fly, the lower you can go. And every word my daddy told me turned out true. Son, that's why I pass these trail tips on to you. Always drink upstream from the herd. Say it's sweet, son. You might have to eat your words. Oh, when you get bucked off, get back on. And don't squat with your spurs on. Hey, Hey, well, there ain't no horse that can't be rode, and there ain't no man that can't be thrown. Everybody's got to squat sometimes. Smart ones take off the spurs. Take it to the bunkhouse, boys. And now a brand new message from an old, old friend. Kung Fu, Taekwondo, kickboxing, all are great if you're mugged, attacked, hit with a tire iron in a barroom ball, but face it, friends, it's not the disasters, it's the little things in life that wear you down. So I, L. Philo Larry Mammoth, can help you deal with the thousands of aggravating little nuisances that make you a quivering, crabby, nervous wreck old before your time. Yes, the answer is simple. A wacky accent from the L. Philo Mammoth Institute of Wacky Accents. Here's an obvious example, unwelcome telephone call. Now think of applying the withering scorn of the English upper class to the same situation. Hi, Pat Murphy. Yes? <sighs> Look here, you snivvy little toad. Huh? Why don't you just call back in your vile little hole and pester huh? and rot in your odious slime? Uh, bye. That's just the tip of the iceberg, friends. What about those persistent telephone salesmen? Yes, this is Pat Murphy. Aluminum siding. Oh, do you mean to say that you form a light metal to look like wood? Then, oh, how very remarkable. You mean you could make a dining room table from aluminum siding? Oh, no. Well, why not? Then how about a hutch? Oh, dear. He hung up. Say you've just gotten onto an airplane, snuggled into your seat, and opened a good book, and then wouldn't you just know it? Oh, hey, that looks like my seat, all right. Ooh, this baby's a tight fit. Didn't think I'd finish that cigar before I had to get on. Say, buddy, I'm Jack Smith from Sinola Industries. I never met a stranger. <laughs> Say, everybody, what you reading? Well, I was used to reading an analysis of death, depression, anguish, and suicide in uh -huh. Berkman's films, but... It used uh, suddenly seems so what? pointless. You're born in misery, you know, and then you're you grow old and die a mean and humiliating and yeah, pointless wait. and ugly death. Yeah, yeah. sure. Well, yeah, well, you know, look, uh, you know, I must have got the wrong seat. I got to move on now. <laughs> Come on, everybody. Our classes start with the simplest of wacky accents. All together now, class. Be careful. Your plate is very hot. 
and built to the most classic gibberish of all time. To enroll in the Mammoth Institute for Wacky Accents, pick up the phone and call 1-900-WACK-ACK. That's 1-900-W-A-C-K-A-C-K. Tuition is only $9.99 per accent. Go for it, Monsieur and Mamselle. Eat could lead to a lucrative career in public radio. <laughs> Riders Radio Theater sends a great big western howdy to our station of the week, WUAL in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And now here's the king of the cowboy fiddlers with a little of the Cliffhanger Waltz, part seven. Now, friends, time for that popular feature, Meet Mr. Literal. Welcome to Mr. Literal, to the radio show today. When you speak to Mr. Literal, you better mean just what you say. Boy, it's always an adventure to have you with us, Mr. Literal. Well, it's always an adventure for me as well, Mr. Slim, the... Last time I appeared here, you flustered me so that I actually made a grammatical error, my first since 1974. I mulled and mused for months trying to find an adequate penance to help atone for this error and decided at last there could be no greater self-punishment and debasement than appearing on Writer's Radio Theater again, so here I am. Well, I wasn't too crazy about having you back either, but the mail has been astonishing. Apparently, Mr. Little, you've impacted a lot of lives. Now, this is exactly and precisely what drives me to near and virtual distraction and the brink of madness. What? Why, too slim, would anyone of sound mind and even reasonable respect for our glorious language take a perfectly good noun like impact and make a verb out of it? Why, I ask you, why? Well, gosh, Mr. Little, I don't know. I, I read it in Time Magazine or heard it on TV, I guess. <laughs> well, there you are, my little friend. What sort of household, may I inquire, did you grow up in where this kind of wholesale acceptance of poor usage was allowed? Now, wait just a doggone minute, Mr. Little. Say what you want about me, but don't insult Hazel and George. I think they did a fine job of parenting. Ouch! There you go again. Are you torturing me deliberately? Parent like impact is a noun it is not a verb if my father takes my daughter to a ball game is he grandparenting too slim is she childing seriously too slim gain control of your life don't slavishly follow the poor example of others' linguistic errors. Oh, gosh, and wow, Mr. Literal, I never thought of it that way. I guess personal empowerment is the wave of the future. Oh, Stop it! Stop it now, Too Slim! What does empowerment say that perfectly fine words like powerful or becoming powerful do not? Does something that smells good undergo M-flavorment? <laughs> is something that makes you happy M-delightment? Is something small and weak, impediment? This is torture. Well, apparently we are conflicted on this point.
Thank you, Mr. Literal, from the radio show today. When you speak to Mr. Literal, you better mean just what you say. Writers Radio Theater is a Mammoth Radio Pictures production in association with WBXU. This program is being taped live at the Emory Theater in the Queen City of the West, Cincinnati, Ohio. Stay with us, Saddle Pals. We'll be right back. We continue now with the National Big Band Polka Countdown. Here's the number eight song dedicated to one of the unsung heroes of Writers Radio Theater, Elmer Gundrum. Elmer's tune. Buckaroos and Buckarets, you're listening to Riders Radio Theater. <laughs> and now, Riders Radio Theater presents the ongoing saga of the Cowboy Way. Tonight, episode seven of the exciting Western melodrama, The Lost Suburb of Gold. As faithful listeners will no doubt recall, Riders in the Sky have agreed to help Miss Marm, Tumbleweed Valley's splendid school teacher, find the lost suburb of gold. Before he passed away, Miss Marm's father came close to finding the treasure, and now they are attempting to retrace his steps. Meanwhile, the hooligans, Slocum and Charlie, are returning to Tumbleweed Valley with a forged early Spanish land grant, which deeds the entire valley to Slocum. Then, in our last episode, the riders and Miss Marm journeyed to Fort Wiley, the last outpost in the land that nobody wants. But when they arrived at the legendary fort, things were not as they expected them to be. Ahoy there! State your business before entering this port! And now, episode 7, entitled, Nocturnal Commission. Perplexed and astonished, the riders and Miss Marm enter the former fort, now Port Wiley. After caring for their horses, they are taken to the quarters of Admiral, Admiral, formerly Captain Captain A. Weldon Rumpfrost. Well, come in. Come in and welcome to Fort Wiley. Please, please have a seat. Oh, thank hey, you, sir. Thanks. Well, well, I'll sit over here. Miss Marm, you please sit over here by me. I, by that I mean, I think you'll find this chair more comfortable. I kid you not, okay? Why, thank you, Admiral. Well, you're most welcome, okay? Gosh, Captain, I, I mean, Admiral, when did Fort Wiley become Port Wiley? Uh, well, uh, let's see. Uh, 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 it, was, uh, it was two episodes ago, see? Uh, I'm surprised that Texas Bix didn't mention it in the recap. Uh, not that we feel slighted, not in any way. No, I just think that a, an investigation should be uh, launched into such incompetence, that's all. On top of this, I hate to say that we're missing better than a pint of frozen strawberries. I, I kid you not. Admiral? Are those marbles you're rolling around in your hand? 
Uh, no, they're not. They're, they're ball bearings, Miss Marm. Just, just a nervous habit, nothing more than it. Uh, it relaxes me. It, it helps me to think, okay? And, and I must think. I, I, I must think all the time. If, if I stop thinking, they'll, they'll get control. They? Who are they, Admiral? Uh, they are them, okay? I, I kid you not. Uh, Admiral, you're several sandwiches shy of a picnic. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean by that? Admiral, have you ever seen a movie called The Cane Mutiny? Yeah, The Cane Mutiny with Humphrey Bogart. Yeah. Mutiny? What? Are you saying you've heard rumbles of mutiny? Oh, no, no. <laughs> no. No, no, nothing of the sort. It was just, well, it was a movie about how the stress of command and isolation can cause, uh, cause a good man it Cause to... you to go nuts. <laughs> nuts. Nuts are not an issue at this fort. Neither are movies. Missing frozen strawberries are the issue. Well, I'll admit I'd have had a tough five years in this melodrama. I kid you not. The writers made the last two in particular very interesting, the way they had us wandering around there inside of Wolverton Mountain ever since that rocket rustler's cereal. And <laughs> sometimes I think they, they had it in for me personally, okay? But no, nuts aren't the issue here. Frozen strawberries are the issue. And I'm afraid I'm much too busy to give any more time, whatever, to the, whatever it is you're here for. I'll assign Seaman O2 to help you with whatever it is. O2, over here. First class Seaman Buzz O2 reporting, Sir Admiral, sir. O2, these gentlemen and this lady will, will require your assistance. Uh, give them your complete cooperation, understood? Yes, sir, Admiral, sir. Uh, Corporal, uh, that is Ensign. You haven't by any chance located the missing frozen strawberries now, have you? Sir, no, sir. But I did find a case of mixed salted nuts. Just as I thought. You see, gentlemen... We don't have a nut problem here, okay? No, not you. Well, thank you for your time, Admiral, and good day. Uh, thanks, uh, Admiral. Thank you, Admiral. You're most welcome. Say, uh, Miss Marm, it's, uh, it's late in the day, and I'm sure you'll be all staying the night, of course, and would you care to join me for dinner? It's, if all goes well, we'll have uh, frozen strawberries for dessert. Uh, that's um, a delightful offer, Admiral, but... Uh... I've, uh, uh, Hey, she's got better sense. Yeah, I sure do. I mean, um, we're going to be hitting the trail. That's it, right, Ranger Doug? Well, I don't know. It will be kind of late to be hitting the trail if we stick around and... <gasps> but it's never too late to hit the trail. Yes, we'll definitely be hitting the old trail. Yes, indeed. Yep. Yes, we really must go. Oh, that's too bad. Well, well, really not too bad. I mean, more frozen strawberries for me. Uh, Seaman 02? Uh, sir, yes, sir. Dismissed. Uh, sir, yes, sir. Lady and gentlemen, this way, please. I relieve Miss Marm and the riders follow Seaman 02 from the Admiral's quarters. Once outside, the riders explain their mission, and Seaman 02 immediately escorts them to the port's file room, where they are surprised to find Ensign Viper and the port accordion player looking like the cats that swallowed the strawberries. Ensign Viper, sir, what are you and the accordion player doing in here? I'm, I'm making, making like trees, O2. Sir? Leaving, man. Come on, accordion man. We out of here. Come on. Later, cats. Was it just me, or did they have strawberries on their breath? I didn't notice. Uh, where would the exploration forms be filed? Here they are. Well, just help yourself. Let's see. Oh, thank you, O2. Those are only official government files, and no one, with the exception of authorized personnel, is supposed to look through them. But hey, that's okay. Oh, good. I'm only first-class seaman, first-class Buzz O2, the only one in this room authorized to go through those files. But don't worry. I found it. I could have found it faster. Look here, boys. 
His plan was to set up a base camp in the Meatloaf Mountains at a place called Terror Springs. Oh, I don't like the sound of that. Looks like it's north by northwest from here. Well, it's in the unexplored part of the reservation, if anybody cares about what I have to say. Well, we'd get a, better get started. There's not much daylight left. And unless, of course, we do want to stay. <gasps> Get the horse, horses and ride. Wasting no time, the riders mount up and gallop out of Port Wiley. Get up there! And hit the trail. Ahead of them, thunder curtains are rolling in across the valley, and the purple shades of twilight are drawing near. But neither rain nor dark of night can stay Miss Marm from her purposeful course of avoiding dinner with Admiral E. Weldon Rumble. Get on up there, Chuck. Meanwhile, in Tumbleweed City, once again, the mayor and council are meeting to deal with the urgent needs of their constituents. Uh, In conclusion, I think it's obvious that the noble citizens of Tumbleweed Valley are ill-served by having their mayor, me, yours truly, ride around town in a tired old 84 maroon Dodge caravan. Therefore, I move that the council appropriate $30,000 to buy me, the mayor, yours truly, a brand new Cadillac El Supremo. What? Well, of course, each council member, that's you, should have a new uh, Buick. Well, (laughs) all those in favor? The motion is carried. Excellent work, council. Now, if there's no further business before this august body, we'll adjourn to Opal's, where I'm Uh Excuse me, Mayor. Mr. Mayor. I'll have some business before this august body. Merciful heavens, will you never be satisfied? Not till I get a raise, and I mean it too, bud. Hi, Sheriff, there's no way on earth we can give you a... Wait a minute. Sheriff Drywall, suppose we were to institute some sort of incentives. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I need it in dollars and cents. Well, of, of course you do. That's why we would tie your remuneration to your performance. Tie my what to my what? Exactly. We'll tie your what to your what. Sir? In other words, we'll give you a percentage of the revenues you generate through fines from tickets. How big a percentage? Uh, jumping Jehoshaphat will not quibble. Two percent, a princely sum. Oh, dang, two percent? You mean it? I do indeed. Here's a fresh ticket book. Get started, Sheriff Drywall. All right, thank you. Thank you very much. Well, you're most welcome now. As I was saying, if there is no further business before this august body, let's adjourn for happy hour at Opal's, and uh, I'm going to... Excuse me, Mr. Mayor. I have some further business before this august body. Why, oh, Sheriff, what, what, what is your business now? It, it, it is this. You, you're giving me a ticket. I just did a quick head count in here, and there are nine people in this room. So? So that's a violation of the fire codes. Legally, you can only have eight people in this room at any one time. You got one more than the law allows. Why, why, you are, why, you are absolutely correct, High Sheriff. Someone is definitely in violation of the law here. Thank you, Mayor. Just doing my job. Of course you are. Now let's see. I'm supposed to be here. I'm the mayor. The council is supposed to be here. It's a council meeting. So who is here that's not supposed to be here? Oh, uh, sir? Who is the person who puts us over the legal occupancy limit? Oh, uh, let me see. Look out here, man. Oh, don't tell me. Uh, me? Me? Excellent work, High oh. Sheriff. <laughs> yeah, thank, you. thank you very that much. That makes thank this you. your ticket. Sir? Take it, High Sheriff. It's yours. You earned it. My ticket? Yes, yes absolutely. Well, okay, I guess you're right. And I certainly am. I'm the mayor. Now, as long as you're here, you may as well pay your fine. That'll be $10 piece. Well, dang. Well, 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 the law's a law. Here you go. 
Well, thank you very much. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, I guess, uh, well, I better get back to work. Uh, just a moment, hi, Sheriff. Sir? You forgot your 2%. Huh? Here you go, the princely sum of 20 cents. Oh. <laughs> well, gosh. The system works. Yes. Thank you, Mayor. Say, this incentive program is all right. I'm going to write some more tickets right now. Now what? Hi, Sheriff. Could you see who that is? Sure. Open the door there, Hi, Sheriff. It's over at the other I'll side of this extremely small room. Dang. Look over there. Is the door open yet, Sheriff? I think it is. I can't see. There's a shadow over there. Someone turn the light back on. The door's open, Mr. Mayor. Is that right? And look who it is. Howdy, High Sheriff Drywall. Aren't you going to invite me in? Not a chance, Slocum. be a violation of the fire code. The fire codes are history. Step aside. Come on, Charlie. Right. Out of the way. Hey, you can't do this. Sure I can. I just did. Hi-ho, everybody. Slocum! Slocum! What are you doing here? What is Slocum doing there? What will riders in the sky and Miss Marm find in the Meatloaf Mountains? And are the Tumbleweed Valley Fire Codes the strictest in the nation, or are we just talking about a very small room here? I thought well, so. Well, you won't find the answers to these questions on eyewitness videos, but you will find them right here, same time, same station, next week in episode eight of The Lost Suburb of Gold, entitled Slocum Strikes. It's paint-peeling, stark-raving, skin-crawling melodrama you won't want to miss, and it's coming only to this, Theater of the Mind. Now here again, our riders in the sky, enjoy the Calpoca King. Thank you, Texas Vicks, and we're gonna do a little classic of the West here, a Dust Bowl song by Cindy Walker, originally made popular by Bob Wills, and we recorded it just recently with a sleep at the wheel. Dusty skies.
But I've got to be moving somewhere. So get along. Get along, doggies. We're moving off of this rain. Never thought as how I'd make a change. But the blue skies have failed. We're on our last trail underneath these dusty skies. This is the VXU Radio Network.